Section 34 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 3, by Robert Burton. Section 34. Partition 3, Section 3, Member 4, Subsection 2. By prevention before or after marriage, Plato's community, marry a courtesan, filters, stews, to marry one equal in years, fortunes, of a good family, education, good place, to use them well, etc. Of such medicines as conduce to the cure of this malady, I have sufficiently treated. There be some good remedies remaining by way of prevention, precautions, or admonitions which, if rightly practised, may do much good. Plato, in his commonwealth, to prevent this mischief belike, would have all things, wives and children, all as one. And which Caesar, in his commentaries observed of those old Britons that first inhabited this land, they had ten or twelve wives allotted to such a family, or promiscuously to be used by so many men, not one to one, as with us, or four, five, or six to one, as in Turkey. The Nicolaites, a sect that sprang, saith Augustinian, from Nicholas the deacon, would have women indifferent, and the cause of this filthy sect was Nicholas the deacon's jealousy for which when he was condemned to purge himself of his offence he broached his heresy that it was lawful to lie with one another's wives and for any man to lie with his like to those anabaptists in munster that would consort with other men's wives as the spirit moved them or as mahomet the seducing prophet would needs use women as he list himself to beget prophets. Two hundred and five, their Al-Quran saith, were in love with him, and he as able as forty men. Amongst the old Carthaginians, as Bohemus relates out of Sibelicus, the king of the country lay with the bride the first night, and once in a year they went promiscuously altogether. Munster Cosmographia, Book 3, Chapter 497, ascribes the beginning of this brutish custom, unjustly, to one Picardus, a Frenchman, that invented a new sect of Adamites, to go naked as Adam did, and to use promiscuous venery at set times. When the priest repeated that of Genesis, increase and multiply. Out went the candles in the place where they met, and without all respect of age, persons, conditions, catch that catch may, every man took her that came next, etc. 
some fasten this on those ancient bohemians and russians others on the inhabitants of mambrium in the lucerne valley in piedmont and as i read it was practised in scotland amongst christians themselves until king malcolm's time the king or the lord of the town had their maidenheads in some parts of india in our age and those islanders as amongst the babylonians of old they will prostitute their wives and daughters which chalcocondila a greek modern writer for want of better intelligence puts upon us britons to such travellers or seafaring men as come amongst them by chance to show how far they were from this feral vice of jealousy and how little they esteemed it the kings of calicut as ludovicus vertumanus relates will not touch their wives till one of their biarmi or high priests have lain first with them to sanctify their wombs but those essai and montanists two strange sects of old were in another extreme they would not marry at all or have any society with women because of their intemperance they held them all to be naught nevisanus the lawyer book four number thirty three silva nuptialis would have him that is inclined to this malady to prevent the worst marry a queen capiens meritricem hoc habet saltem boni quod non decipitur quia scit eam sic esse quod non contingit aliis a fornicator in seneca constuprated two wenches in a night for satisfaction the one desired to hang him the other to marry him hierome king of syracuse in sicily espoused himself to pitho keeper of the stews and ptolemy took thais a common whore to be his wife had two sons leontiscus and lagus by her and one daughter irene tis therefore no such unlikely thing a citizen of engubine gelded himself to try his wife's honesty and to be freed from jealousy so did a baker in basil to the same intent but of all other precedents in this kind that of combalus is most memorable who to prevent his master's suspicion for he was a beautiful young man and sent by seleucus his lord and king with stratonici the queen to conduct her into syria fearing the worst gelded himself before he went and left his genitals behind him in a box sealed up his mistress by the way fell in love with him but he not yielding to her was accused to seleucus of incontinency as that bellerophon was in like case falsely traduced by zenobia to king praetus her husband cum non possit ad coitum inducere and that by her and was therefore at his coming home cast into prison the day of hearing appointed he was sufficiently cleared and acquitted by showing his privities which to the admiration of the beholders he had formerly cut off 
the lydians used to geld women whom they suspected saith leonicus varia historia book three chapter forty nine as well as men to this purpose saint francis because he used to confess women in private to prevent suspicion and prove himself a maid stripped himself before the bishop of assisi and others and friar leonard for the same cause went through viterbium in italy without any garments our pseudo-catholics to help these inconveniences which proceed from jealousy to keep themselves and their wives honest make severe laws against adultery present death and withal fornication a venial sin as a sink to convey that furious and swift stream of concupiscence they appoint and permit stews those punks and pleasant sinners the more to secure their wives in all populous cities for they hold them as necessary as churches and howsoever unlawful yet to avoid a greater mischief to be tolerated in policy as usury for the hardness of men's hearts and for this end they have whole colleges of courtesans in their towns and cities of cato's mind belike that would have his servants cum anciliis congredi coitus causa definitu aere ut graviora facinora evitarent caeteris interim interdicens familiar with some such feminine creatures to avoid worse mischiefs in his house and made allowance for it they hold it impossible for idle persons young rich and lusty so many servants monks friars to live honest too tyrannical a burden to compel them to be chaste and most unfit to suffer poor men younger brothers and soldiers at all to marry as those diseased persons votaries priests servants therefore as well to keep and ease the one as the other they tolerate and wink at these kind of brothel-houses and stews many probable arguments they have to prove the lawfulness the necessity and a toleration of them as of usury and without question in policy they are not to be contradicted but altogether in religion others prescribe philters spells charms to keep men and women honest mulier ut alienum virum non admitat praeter suum accipe felhirci et adipem et exica calescat in oleo etc et non alium praeter et amabit in alexi porta etc plura invenies et multo his absurdiora uti et in rasi ne mulier virum admitat et maritum solum diligat etc but these are most part pagan impious irreligious absurd and ridiculous devices the best means to avoid these and like inconveniences 
are to take away the causes and occasions. To this purpose Varro writ satiram menipeam, but it is lost. Patritius prescribes four rules to be observed in choosing of a wife, which whoso will may read. Fonseca, the Spaniard, in his forty-fifth chapter, Amphitheatrum Amorum, sets down six special cautions for men, four for women. Samuel Neander, out of Schönbernerus, five for men, five for women. Anthony Guevara, many good lessons. Cleobulus, two alone, others otherwise. As first, to make a good choice in marriage, to invite Christ to their wedding, and which St. Ambrose adviseth, Deum conjugii praesidim habere, and to pray to him for her, a domino enim datur uxor prudens. Proverba, 19. Not to be too rash and precipitate in his election, to run upon the first he meets, or dote on every stout fair piece he sees, but to choose her as much by his ears as eyes, to be well advised whom he takes, of what age, etc., and cautelous in his proceedings. An old man should not marry a young woman, nor a young woman an old man. Quam male ene quales veniunt ad erata juvenci. Such matches must needs minister a perpetual cause of suspicion, and be distasteful to each other. Noctua ut in tumulis super atque caravero bubo, talis apud sophoclem nostra puella sedet. Night crows on tombs, owl sits on carcass dead, so lies a wench with Sophocles in bed. For Sophocles, as Athenaeus describes him, was a very old man, as cold as January, a bedfellow of bones, and doted yet upon Archippe, a young courtesan, than which nothing can be more odious. Senex maritus uxori ueni ingratus est. An old man is a most unwelcome guest to a young wench, unable unfit amplexus suos fugiunt puellae omnis horet amor venusque hymenque and as in like case a good fellow that had but a peck of corn weekly to grind yet would needs build a new mill for it found his error eftsoons for either he must let his mill lie waste pull it quite down or let others grind at it. So these men, etc. Seneca, therefore, disallows all such unseasonable matches, habent enem maledicti locum crebrae nuptiae, and as Tully farther inveys, tis unfit for any but ugly and filthy in old age. Turpe senilis amor, one of the three things God hateth. Plutarch, in his book Contra Coletin, 
rails downright at such kind of marriages which are attempted by old men qui jam corpore impotenti et a voluptatibus deserti peccant animo and makes a question whether in some cases it be tolerable at least for such a man to marry qui venerem affectat sine viribus that is now past those venerous exercises as a gelded man lies with a virgin and sighs ecclesiasticus thirty twenty and now complains with him in petronius funerata est haec pars jam quad fuit olem achillea he is quite done vixit puellae nuper idoneus et militavit non sine gloria but the question is whether he may delight himself as those priapean popes which in their decrepit age lay commonly between two wenches every night contactu formosarum et contractatione nomad hoc gaudeat and as many doting sires do to their own shame their children's undoing and their family's confusion he abhors it tanquam ab agresti et furioso domino fugiendum it must be avoided as a bedlam master and not obeyed alecto ipsa faces praefert nubentibus et malus hymen triste ululat the devil himself makes such matches lewinus lemnius reckons up three things which generally disturb the peace of marriage the first is when they marry intempestive or unseasonably as many mortal men marry precipitately and inconsiderately when they are effete and old the second when they marry unequally for fortunes and birth the third when a sick impotent person weds one that is sound novae nuptae spes frustratur many dislikes instantly follow many doting dizzards it may not be denied as plutarch confesseth recreate themselves with such obsolete unseasonable and filthy remedies so he calls them with a remembrance of their former pleasures against nature they stir up their dead flesh but an old lecher is abominable mulier tertio nubens nevisanus holds praesumitur lubrica et inconstans a woman that marries a third time may be presumed to be no honester than she should of them both thus ambrose concludes in his comment upon luke they that are coupled together not to get children but to satisfy their lust are not husbands but fornicators with whom saint augustine consents matrimony without hope of children non matrimonium sed concubium dici debet is not a wedding but a jumbling or coupling together in a word except they wed for mutual society help and comfort one of another in which respects though tiberius deny it 
without question old folks may well marry for sometimes a man hath most need of a wife according to puccius when he hath no need of a wife otherwise it is most odious when an old acherontic dizzard that hath one foot in his grave a silicernium shall flicker after a young wench that is blithe and bonny salaciorque verno passere et albulis columbis what can be more detestable tu cano capite amas senex nequissime jam plenus aetatis animaque fetida senex hircosus tu osculare mulierem utine adiens vomitum potius excuties thou old goat hoary lecher naughty man with stinking breath art thou in love must thou be slavering she spews to see thy filthy face it doth so move yet as some will it is much more tolerable for an old man to marry a young woman our ladies match they call it for cras erit mulier as he said in tully cato the roman critobulus in xenophon tiraquellus of late julius scaliger etc and many famous precedents we have in that kind but not a contra tis not held fit for an ancient woman to match with a young man for as varro will anus dum ludit morti delitias facit tis charon's match between cascus and casca and the devil himself is surely well pleased with it and therefore as the poet inveighs thou old vetustina bedridden queen that art now skin and bones cui tres capili quatuorque sunt dentes pectus cicade crusculumque formicae rugosiorem quae geris stola frontem et arenaram casibus pares mamas that hast three hairs four teeth a breast like grasshopper an emmet's crest a skin more rugged than thy coat and dugs like spider's web to boot must thou marry a youth again and yet ducentas ire nuptum post mortes amant howsoever it is as apuleius gives out of his meroe congressus anosus pestilens abhorrendus a pestilent match abominable and not to be endured in such case how can they otherwise choose but be jealous how should they agree one with another this inequality is not in years only but in birth fortunes conditions and all good qualities si qua voles apte nubere nube pare tis my counsel saith anthony guevara to choose such a one quis quivem ducat nobilis nobilem let a citizen match with a citizen a gentleman with a gentlewoman he that observes not this precept saith he non generum sed malum genium 
non nurum sed furiam non vitae comitem sed litis fomitem domi habebit instead of a fair wife shall have a fury for a fit son-in-law a mere fiend etc examples are too frequent another main caution fit to be observed is this that though they be equal in years birth fortunes and other conditions yet they do not omit virtue and good education which musonius and antipater so much inculcate in stobaeus dos est magna parentum virtus et metuens alterius viri certo federe castitas if as plutarch adviseth one must eat modium salis a bushel of salt with him before he choose his friend what care should be had in choosing a wife his second self how solicitous should he be to know her qualities and behaviour and when he is assured of them not to prefer birth fortune beauty before bringing up and good conditions cocage god of cuckolds as one merrily said accompanies the goddess jealousy both follow the fairest by jupiter's appointment and they sacrifice to them together beauty and honesty seldom agree straight personages have often crooked manners fair faces foul vices good complexions ill conditions suspicionis plena res est et insidiarum beauty saith chrysostom is full of treachery and suspicion he that hath a fair wife cannot have a worse mischief and yet most covet it as if nothing else in marriage but that and wealth were to be respected francis sforza duke of milan was so curious in this behalf that he would not marry the duke of mantua's daughter except he might see her naked first which lycurgus appointed in his laws and morus in his utopian commonwealth approves in italy as a traveller observes if a man have three or four daughters or more and they prove fair they are married eftsoons if deformed they change their lovely names of lucia cynthia camaina call them dorothy ursula bridget and so put them into monasteries as if none were fit for marriage but such as are eminently fair but these are erroneous tenets a modest virgin well conditioned to such a fair snout-piece is much to be preferred if thou wilt avoid them take away all causes of suspicion and jealousy marry a coarse piece fetch her from cassandra's temple which was wont in italy to be a sanctuary of all deformed maids and so shalt thou be sure that no man will make thee cuckold but for spite 
a citizen of byzance in france had a filthy dowdy deformed slut to his wife and finding her in bed with another man cried out as one amazed oh miser quae te necessitas huc adeget o oh, thou wretch what necessity brought thee hither as well he might for who can affect such a one but this is warily to be understood most offend in another extreme they prefer wealth before beauty and so she be rich they care not how she look but these are all out as faulty as the rest attendenda uxoris forma as salisburiensis adviseth ne si alteram espexeris mox eam sordere putes as the knight in chaucer that was married to an old woman and all day after hid him as an owl so woe was his wife looked so foul have a care of thy wife's complexion lest whilst thou seest another thou loathest her she prove jealous thou not si tibi deformis coniux si serva venusta ne utaris serva i can perhaps give instance molestum est possidere quod nemo habere dignetur a misery to possess that which no man likes on the other side difficile custoditur quod plures amant and as the bragging soldier vaunted in the comedy nimia est miseria pulcrum esse hominem nimis scipio did never so hardly besiege carthage as these young gallants will beset thine house one with wit or person another with wealth etc if she be fair saith guazzo she will be suspected howsoever both extremes are not pulcra quito adamatur fede facile concupiscit the one is soon beloved the other loves one is hardly kept because proud and arrogant the other not worth keeping what is to be done in this case aeneas in menelippe adviseth thee as a friend to take statam formam siwis habere in columem pudicitiam one of a middle size neither too fair nor too foul nec formosa magis quam mihi casta placet with old cato though fit let her beauty be neque lectissima neque illiberalis between both this i approve but of the other two i resolve with salisburiensis caeteris paribus both rich alike endowed alike majori miseria deformis habetur quam formosa servatur i had rather marry a fair one and put it to the hazard than be troubled with a blouse but do as thou wilt i speak only of myself howsoever quod iterum maneo i would advise thee thus much be she fair or foul to choose a wife out of a good kindred 
parentage, well brought up in an honest place. Primum animo tibi proponas quo sanguine creta, qua forma, qua aetate, quibusque ante omnia virgo moribus iniunctos veniat nova nupta penates. He that marries a wife out of a suspected inn or alehouse, buys a horse in Smithfield, and hires a servant in Paul's, as the diverb is, shall likely have a jade to his horse, a knave for his man, an arrant honest woman to his wife. Filia praesumitur esse matrisimilis, saith Nevisanus, such a mother, such a daughter, mali corvi malum ovum, cat to her kind. Scilicit expectas ut tradat mater honestos, atque alios mores quam quos habet. If the mother be dishonest, in all likelihood the daughter will matrezare, take after her in all good qualities. Creden pacifae non tore potente futuram tauripetam? If the dam trot, the foal will not amble. My last caution is that a woman do not bestow herself upon a fool or an apparent melancholy person. Jealousy is a symptom of that disease, and fools have no moderation. Justina, a Roman lady, was much persecuted, and, after made away by her jealous husband, she caused and enjoined this epitaph as a caveat to others to be engraven on her tomb. Discite ab exemplo justinae, discite patres, ne nubat fatuo filia vestra viro, etc. Learn, parents all, and by Justina's case, your children to no dizzards for to place. After marriage, I can give no better admonitions than to use their wives well, and which a friend of mine told me that was a married man, I will tell you as good cheap, saith Nicostratus in Stobaeus, to avoid future strife and for quietness sake, when you are in bed, Take heed of your wife's flattering speeches overnight and curtain sermons in the morning. Let them do their endeavor likewise to maintain them to their means, which Patricius ingeminates, and let them have liberty with discretion as time and place requires. Many women turn queens by compulsion, as Nebusanus observes, because their husbands are so hard, and keep them so short in diet and apparel, paupertas cogit eas meretricari, poverty and hunger, want of means, makes them dishonest, or bad usage, their churlish behavior forceth them to fly out, or bad examples, they do it to cry quittance. In the other extreme, some are too liberal, as the proverb is, turdus malum sibi cacat, they make a rod for their own tails, as Candaules did to Gyges in Herodotus, 
commend his wife's beauty himself, and besides would needs have him see her naked. Whilst they give their wives too much liberty to gad abroad, and bountiful allowance, they are accessory to their own miseries. Animae uxorum pessime olent, as Plautus jibes, they have deformed souls, and by their painting and colours procure odium mariti, their husbands hate, especially. Cum misere viscantur labra mariti. Besides, their wives, as Basil notes, impudenter se exponunt masculorum aspectibus, jactantes tunicas et coram tripudiantes impudently thrust themselves into other men's companies, and by their indecent wanton carriage provoke and tempt the spectators. Virtuous women should keep house, and twas well performed and ordered by the Greeks. Mulier nequa in publicum spectandam se sine arbitro praebeat viro which made Phidias belike at Ellis paint Venus treading on a tortoise, a symbol of women's silence and housekeeping. For a woman abroad and alone is like a deer broke out of a park, quam mille venatores in sequuntur, whom every hunter follows, and besides in such places she cannot so well vindicate herself, but as that virgin Dinah, Genesis 34, 2, going for to see the daughters of the land, lost her virginity, she may be defiled and overtaken of a sudden. Imbeles damae quid nisi praida sumus. And therefore I know not what philosopher he was that would have women come but thrice abroad all their time, to be baptized married and buried but he was too straight-laced let them have their liberty in good sort and go in good sort modo non annos viginti aetatis suae domi relinquant as a good fellow said so that they look not twenty years younger abroad than they do at home they be not spruce neat angels abroad beasts, dowdies, sluts at home. But seek by all means to please and give content to their husbands, to be quiet above all things, obedient, silent, and patient. If they be incensed, angry, chid a little, their wives must not cample again, but take it in good part. An honest woman, I cannot now tell where she dwelt, but by report an honest woman she was, hearing one of her gossips by chance complain of her husband's impatience, told her an excellent remedy for it, and gave her withal a glass of water, which, when he brawled, she should hold still in her mouth, and that, toties quoties, as often as he chid. She did so two or three times, with good success, and at length, seeing her neighbour, gave her great thanks for it, and would needs know the ingredients. She told her in brief what it was, fair water, and no more. 
for it was not the water but her silence which performed the cure let every froward woman imitate this example and be quiet within doors and as marcus aurelius prescribes unnecessary caution it is to be observed of all good matrons that love their credits to come little abroad but follow their work at home look to their household affairs and private business oikonomiae incumbentes be sober thrifty wary circumspect modest and compose themselves to live to their husband's means as a good housewife should do quae studiis gawisecoli partita labores fallet opus cantu formae assimulata coronae cura puellaris circum fusosque rotasque cum volvet etc howsoever tis good to keep them private not in prison quisquis custodit uxorem vectibus et seris et si sibi sapiens stultus est et nihil sapit read more of this subject horologium principium book two per totum arnesaeus politica cyprian tertullian bossus de mulieribus apparatus godefridus de amoribus book two chapter four lewinus lemnius chapter fifty four de institutione christianae barbaros de reuxoria book two chapter two franciscus patritius de institutione republicae book four tituli four and five de officio mariti et uxoris christoforo fonseca amphitheatrum amorum chapter forty five samuel neander etc these cautions concern him and if by those or his own discretion otherwise he cannot moderate himself his friends must not be wanting by their wisdom if it be possible to give the party grieved satisfaction to prevent and remove the occasions objects if it may be to secure him if it be one alone or many to consider whom he suspects or at what times in what places he is most incensed in what companies nevisanus makes a question whether a young physician ought to be admitted in cases of sickness into a new married man's house to administer a julep a syrup or some such physic the persians of old would not suffer a young physician to come amongst women apollonides cos made artaxerxes cuckold and was after buried alive for it a jailer in aristinatus had a fine young gentleman to his prisoner in commiseration of his youth and person he let him loose to enjoy the liberty of the prison but he unkindly made him a cornuto menelaus gave good welcome to paris a stranger his whole house and family were at his command but he ungently stole away his best beloved wife 
the like measure was offered to aegis king of lacedaemon by alcibiades an exile for his good entertainment he was too familiar with timea his wife begetting a child of her called leotychides and bragging moreover when he came home to athens that he had a son should be king of the lacedaemonians if such objects were removed no doubt but the parties might easily be satisfied or that they could use them gently and entreat them well not to revile them scoff at hate them as in such cases commonly they do tis a human infirmity a miserable vexation and they should not add grief to grief nor aggravate their misery but seek to please and by all means give them content by good counsel removing such offensive objects or by mediation of some discreet friends in old rome there was a temple erected by the matrons to that Viriplacadea, another to venus verticorda quae maritos uxoribus redebat benevolos whither if any difference happened between man and wife they did instantly resort there they did offer sacrifice a white heart plutarch records sinefele without the gall some say the like of juno's temple and make their prayers for conjugal peace before some indifferent arbitrators and friends the matter was heard between man and wife and commonly composed in our times we want no sacred churches or good men to end such controversies if use were made of them some say that precious stone called beryllus others a diamond hath excellent virtue contra hostium injurias et conjugatos invicem conciliare to reconcile men and wives to maintain unity and love you may try this when you will and as you see cause if none of all these means and cautions will take place i know not what remedy to prescribe or whither such persons may go for ease except they can get into the same turkey paradise where they shall have as many fair wives as they will themselves with clear eyes and such as look on none but their own husbands no fear no danger of being cuckolds or else i would have them observe that strict rule of alphonsus to marry a deaf and dumb man to a blind woman if this will not help let them to prevent the worst consult with an astrologer and see whether the significators in her horoscope agree with his that they be not in signis et partibus odiose intuentibus aut imperantibus sed mutuo et amice antisciis et obedientibus otherwise as they hold there will be intolerable enmities between them or else get them sigillum veneris a characteristical seal stamped in the day and hour of venus when she is fortunate with such and such set words and charms which villanovanus and leosuavius prescribe ex sigillis magicis salomonis hermetis raguelis etc 
with many such which alexis albertus and some of our natural magicians put upon us ut mulier cum aliquo adulterare non possit incide di capilis eius etc and he shall surely be gracious in all women's eyes and never suspect or disagree with his own wife so long as he wears it if this course be not approved and other remedies may not be had they must in the last place sue for a divorce but that is somewhat difficult to effect and not all out so fit for as philosacus in his tract de justa uxore urgeth if that law of constantine the great or that of theodosius and valentinian concerning divorce were in use in our times in numeras propemodum viduas haberemus et celebes viros we should have almost no married couples left try therefore those former remedies or as tertullian reports of democritus that put out his eyes because he could not look upon a woman without lust and was much troubled to see that which he might not enjoy let him make himself blind and so he shall avoid that care and molestation of watching his wife one other sovereign remedy i could repeat an especial antidote against jealousy an excellent cure but i am not now disposed to tell it not that like a covetous empiric i conceal it for any gain but some other reasons i am not willing to publish it if you be very desirous to know it when i meet you next i will peradventure tell you what it is in your ear this is the best counsel i can give which he that hath need of as occasion serves may apply unto himself in the meantime diitalem teris avertite pestem as the proverb is from heresy jealousy and frenzy good lord deliver us end of section thirty four